You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Time Germ- of year. Jermaine, give me a tissue. Not that Jermaine. Um, <laughs> so this is like our last uh, episode before Halloween. Are That's you, are you right. dressing up? Do you have a costume? Yes, I do. Are you gonna? Can you spoil it here? Yeah, I can. Uh, right. Sarah and I are doing Mario and Luigi. No way. Yes <laughs> way. Yeah, we're gonna be Mario and Luigi. In fact, I've got a little like a blow up costume. Oh my god! Uh, that you get into, it looks like you're riding a dinosaur. Yeah, and that's gonna be Yoshi. Oh yeah. So there we go. I got, yeah. I've got the Mario thing going on. I'm going to have Yoshi. She's going to come out doing the, the Luigi thing. It's all fun and games. And then I'm picturing like later on that night when everybody's gone home and uh, you get a little amorous. <laughs> oh, and, dude. Uh, oh, no. There you're, were, you're like, there you're will like, totally be pictures of Mario and Luigi fucking making out. You're like, leave the mustache on. No. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to be like, just like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. It's the editing bay here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And we are here to talk about movies. Oftentimes, they're bad movies. Sometimes, they're movies that are misunderstood or underappreciated, no matter what the case is. Joel and I will watch them. We take a hit for you guys. And then we come on back and we talk about it in this forum uh, where you can talk back to us uh, via our social uh, media network partners and <laughs> stuff. Uh, so we are in the final countdown. It's the final, final countdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, leading, <laughs> leading up to Halloween and ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> You did that in last week's episode. Uh, I try to do it for all of them. It's good. Uh, it is Halloween. Uh, and yes, this is our final film before Halloween. This one was uh, requested by uh, yeah. one of our listeners, Ryan Jenkins, uh, a friend of mine. Who's- Ryan <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that one. Of course. Uh, so he also works for a video game company. So do you I'm really? Sure, I'm sure he's heard oh, that. I love you. Uh, okay, so the uh, the movie that he requested... Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> which I have to, I have to confess, uh, I'd never seen this one. I thought I had. Nope. Uh, I, there was a point back in the '90s where I, you know, my friends and I, I think we've seen, we had seen every Ernest movie. Like oh, really? Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest saves Christmas. And I thought I had seen this one. I guess I had not because none of this was familiar to me. Uh, I yeah. think the Ernest Saves Christmas was the one that I'd seen the most. Uh, that sounds familiar. Your your past is echoing mine because I remember, and we're about the same age, right? Yeah. Actually, I think we're exactly we're the same exactly age. We're exactly the same age. Uh, and so our trajectory probably followed the same path, which was watch the Saturday morning cartoon, loved yep. Ernest. Yep. Or it wasn't really a cartoon. It was all live hey, action. Hey, Vern, right? it's Ernest. That's right. Yep. And then, uh, so when Ernest Goes to Camp came out, saw it in theaters. Uh-huh. Yes, saw yeah. it in theaters, probably yep. multiple times. Uh-huh. Saves no, Christmas, loved it. Saves uh, Christmas and Goes to Jail I only saw on video after the really? fact. Never saw those in the theater. Yeah, uh, Goes to Jail was the downward or the begin of the downward spiral and then I never saw this one until until last night really. So thanks uh-huh. for thanks Ryan Jenkins <laughs> so, for picking this one for so, us. So this well, hold film, on, does Ryan Jenkins like this movie? Is that why it was a request? He loves Ernest. All right. He's a big Ernest fan. Jeff apparently loves Ernest. He yeah. was motioning to himself there. Uh <laughs> And uh, no, so I I like Ernest it's for the most not, part. It's hard, hard exactly. To. He's he's kind of like this a very innocent, simple idiot kind of character. Yeah. But it's hard not to like him. But now going back because I have not watched an Ernest movie in probably I think a decade is easy or to say, two maybe. or maybe a little bit more than that. Not two. It's, well, this came out in like ninety. 
three. No, but I'm sure I've seen an Ernest movie within the past ten years. Oh, really? I'm not going to say twenty years. Though. I got off that Ernest wagon after this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen something I, besides the fact. Uh, but coming back to it now, as a 36 year old. Uh, there are some things that kind of came up in my mind about Ernest that I was yes. like, huh. Oh. And then what's funny is like one of the main character kids actually voices one of the things that I was thinking throughout <laughs> the movie. And I was actually kinda, oh, yeah. I was angry at him because I felt like the little kid totally stole my thunder of what I wanted to bring to the podcast. It's it's near the it's in the last it's scene, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely. I know exactly the, the line you're talking. Do we want to talk about it now or well, no, wait? I mean, look, let's kind of give a, a little bit of a summary of the story here. Let's do it. Uh it's this is very this is gonna be a very simple podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I think so. Uh so the story is a simple man. Movie. He's he's a simple. <laughs> uh, so fucking Jeff hates it every time I say. And I Why? think it he's makes got a me want to do it more. Singing voice. Oh my god! I wish you could have heard Jeff try to sing earlier Shut today. Up. <laughs> oh, it's dirty red. We, we, we were in uh, we were in the car. We we went. And we we did a couple of errands. He helped me out. Were I've you got on this, a quest? I've got Jeff? this. I'm on a quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were on a quest to get. I've got still have like a whole bunch of like Legos and stuff at the old house. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, clean that out. Aren't my you? Lego haunted house is over there, and <sighs> I like to have it so I can get it set up for Halloween. Yeah. And so Jeff agreed to uh, to come on out and stuff and and hold on to the the haunted house in the car so I wouldn't like take a chance letting it sit and maybe roll over or something. Smart. So he held on to it. I, I bought him lunch in return and. Um, while we're driving out to It's like Ellen, a mandate you're describing. It was. Yeah, we went on a mandate. We, you, every Monday we go on a mandate. That's true. Uh, so this was kind of an extension of that. <laughs> so we we went, we drove out to Alan. On the way out, he was like looking at the CD that I have in the car. Mm-hmm. I've got the, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Hell yeah. And he's looking at it and, for, and he's giving me shit about owning like physical media. He's like, you actually own physical. This is ridiculous. I'm That's like, valid. It's yeah, kind of like, you know what? When the archaic. ZA hits, when the zombie apocalypse hits and you can't get power for your shit, and you can only get like battery powered stuff. Yeah. And I've got my CD Walkman and I'm listening to my Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah. And you got fucking nothing to listen to except <laughs> the rattling of your nuts. You know what? You're going to know who is fucking up. Yeah. You'll be able to hold that over him for about uh, 48 to 64 hours well, until those yeah. double A's run out, buddy. Uh, well, you know what? At least I'll have that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. So, as we Before were, Jeff eats you. As we were. He I'm won't just... eat me. I told him that I'd protect him in the zombie apocalypse because he was like, with my group of friends, they'd leave me behind or something. I'm like, All no, right. not me, man. Just I'll saying. have your back. Listen, you may have his so back. So don't but, you uh, try to create a don't divide Don't turn yours Jeff on him. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's he trying to say I'm about I'm saying you? is when survival instincts kick what in. What is Joel it's gonna trying be, to say about you? you he, know thinks gonna be? You're, he thinks that you're an evil person. No, anybody would do it. Dude, I would fucking eat you if it was zombie apocalypse. Can you isolate that, please? Please isolate that. It would be like in the Bugs Bunny cartoons when the Tasmanian devil. You just look at me and you see like a giant turkey bone. Turn into a chicken. Just a big chicken leg. Uh, and I'm like, what? Uh, all right. So back to Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. Oh, no. I want to finish this. So Jeff, he's oh, looking at the track listing on the back of the CD. And he starts like, you know, kind of singing. So the song, like I start one of the songs. Ooka, we're, chaka, yeah, we're ooka, listening to ooka. Hooked on a Feeling. And he starts singing it. And they get to the chorus. And he's like, all, ah, <laughs> Hooked on a Feeling. And he looks at me, he's like, usually I have the music up louder. In my <laughs> <laughs> the, those high notes are hard to hit. Not really. Admittedly. you got to be a Castrato to hit that one. Um, I guess I'm Eric Estrada because I'm able to hit that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. So Ernest Scared Stupid, it starts mm-hmm. off and it's like, you know, colonial times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's this troll. And you see from the point of view of the troll, he's hunting down children. He ends up getting netted up and caught by these people. And it's like, you know, obviously Jim Varney as like one of Ernest's ancestors. Mm-hmm. And he condemns this troll. But the troll puts a curse on everyone. It's like, you know, someday one of your ancestors or one of your descendants is going to release me and da 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 da. Right. So he creates the prophecy. 
So hundreds of years later, here we are, and we're in the same town, and it's like, you know, modern day 1997, or whenever <laughs> it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and Ernest is this garbage man. Uh, he always has blue-collar jobs, doesn't so, he? Because he's a redneck. He's a blue-collar kind of guy. He's like a taxi driver in one of the movies. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a, a janitor, and exactly. uh, Ernest goes to camp. Uh-huh. He's yeah. in jail. and He's a janitor in jail. He's actually, he was actually uh, of one of the, the jury and Ernest goes to jail, who accidentally got mixed up with the, That's right. the criminal. That's right. It's all coming back now. It's all coming back. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not again. I'm not, not, gonna dr- not this episode. I'm going to bring you into it. Uh, okay, so the uh, you know he plays a garbage man in this one who hangs out with children. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is like, you're well, like, here, here's the, the, the people of this town let like their kids just play with the town uh, garbage man. Yeah. Like it's... It's kind of weird. Nobody in this town accepts any responsibility as an adult or a parent. Clearly. Like they do yeah. not display any kind of responsibility. So, I mean, but that's beside the case right now. Uh, so, Ernest, you know, he, he's uh, a friend of these kids, and he builds them this treehouse, and it happens to be on the tree that the troll was buried under. Mm-hmm. And there was the whole prophecy that, you know, one of this an guy's ancestor. descendants was going to, you know, basically upend this tree or whatever mm-hmm. and awaken the troll. Well, we find out as we're reminded by Eartha Kitt, who plays this like crazy old lady. She's fantastic. She's amazing. I love her. I kid. really, I loved her in this movie. I thought she. There was one point in the film. Uh, uh, real quick, where, I'm going to cl- clue the audience in. If you don't know who Eartha Kitt is, the old 1960s Batman. She was. She the, was one of the, the Cat original Woman. Catwoman. More she recently, wasn't the original, but she was one of the original. There I thought were she, three women that played Catwoman. But I thought she was the first one. No, she was the only African American one. The other two. She was the only. White. No, she was the only African American one. She wasn't the first oh, one. Oh, I thought she was. Well, she, she was, was the, the best first. one though. She's the one that she really was fantastic. Wrote. She has an unmistakable voice, and uh, younger kids who listen. Uh, might know her from uh, The Emperor's New Groove, that yeah. Disney movie. Have you seen that? Yzma. Yzma. She's fantastic she's in that so movie. She's so good. I couldn't help but like hear her her <laughs> lines as she was watching this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, like, there's one scene where she goes walking outside of her house, mm-hmm. and she's kind of lifted up the skirt a little bit to kind of walk down the stairs. Yeah, she is. She's still got the gams, man. Mm-hmm. At least when this movie came out, woman still had, she still had some legs going on. Rest in peace, Eartha. Is she gone? Is she not with us? That's right. She isn't with us anymore. Eartha is in the Eartha right oh, now. Oh, God. That was so bad. I know. I'm not as good. I'm not a professional. No, like no, no. You, no. But that, just that's just, that don't was just don't fucking shake your head at me, Jeff. <laughs> Play your fucking iPad game over there. So, uh, long story short, too late. <laughs> the troll comes back to life yes. uh, and starts collecting. He needs to collect five souls, five children. Of children. That he takes, he turns them into little wooden dolls yeah. and then puts them in his tree. And as he collects them, his own, like, these these cantaloupes or whatever. They, yeah, they, the little spuds. Bo- yeah, uh, they, they spores. Spores start to, like, come up out of the tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end, he's he collects all five. The spuds come down. It creates, like, this army of trolls. Like Pokemon. And nobody wants to believe Ernest or these kids that these trolls have come to life and they're hunting people down until the end when the trolls make their presence known. <laughs> and there's this big, like, army of darkness-style battle yeah, at and, the end of the movie. And how. And, uh, and they, they, they end it with a, with a big positive message. <laughs> they, they 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 do they don't do. they uh-huh. unconditional love and childlike whatever how did this uh, how did this movie stack up to you with the other Ernest movies uh, well here okay so my history with Ernest again starts stems from that Saturday morning I keep wanting to call it cartoon but it was it was totally it was him it was doing a bunch of characters 
uh, basically all the characters he did in the It was the like a redneck version. It was it was like Pee Wee's Playhouse before Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's exactly what it was. Although, what, did this predate Pee Wee's Playhouse? Playhouse because they were By very just similar. A bit. By yeah. just a little bit. He does a bunch of different characters, and a la Robin Williams, uh, every movie he's done, like you see the same characters. He has the like the old woman who's like in the neck brace. The neck brace. I love her. The southern the Southern lady. There's the Southern Belle, and then there's always like a uh, like a, a, a hunter. A hunter. Yeah. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Or a pilot, a World War II pilot. And then there's like a Roman uh, sort of uh-huh. uh, Julius Caesar type yeah. in this one, too. So they always show up. Um, I'm going to so say I, this, though. Do it. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not even half as annoyed when Jim Varney does it Mm-mm. than when Robin Williams did it, especially in Father's Why Day. Why is that? I wonder. I don't know. I think maybe it's because that was like Jim Varney's bit. Like, you went into an earnest movie, and you knew that was going to happen. You mm. knew that was his bit. You expected and it. And also, damn it. I kind of think Jim Varney's really good at doing it. Yeah, he is. He's he really sells it. good at doing it. Yeah, he sells it. Yep. And there's this kind of otherworldly quality to the movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. So you buy it. It's like a living cartoon. Whereas yes. in something like Father's Day, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And you're like, well, why are we doing this? They why shoehorn is this it happening? in yeah, to this exactly. kind of what is otherwise a dramatic sort of comedy. And they they acknowledge it themselves, which was really kind of, I, I think, worked to the... I don't want to give the wrong impression, but what I am going to say is what I think worked for Jim Varney doing all these characters mm-hmm. was that there was the moment when the jack gave out under the car right. and it took off and went into the other. Per- and so like suddenly every one of those personalities that was... looks and watches the thing fly <laughs> off. And I I got a good chuckle out yeah, of that yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, like all of the personalities are, are like acknowledging that this thing happened. Yeah. And then like one of them chides Ernest and er- it cuts back to Ernest. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And so that's when it hit me. I was like. Wow, like I'm totally seeing Ernest in a different light. Like when I was a kid, I was just like, this goofy guy does all these different characters and he's all these different voices and stuff. And now as an adult, I'm like, holy shit, this is like, this predates the United States of Terra. Like this is about, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. about some guy trying to like reconcile all of the different voices and personalities yep. in his own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was something I thought was going to be really clever bringing to the podcast. But then at the very end, he has like one of those moments where like all of these characters start talking, yep. and one of the kids like, "Great, I'm going into battle with uh, all with, these multiple with all these multiple personalities." Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Damn it, kid! <laughs> you fucking took the wind out of my sails." And I don't know why I didn't question that growing up uh, as a kid because he does it in, in all of the movies, right? Yeah, you see yeah, all that's the different that's kind of his thing in all the movies. Uh, and then watching it again here, it's like. Wow, this is, yeah, what a schizophrenic undertone that, um, and we just accept and all the people around him accept that he's just yeah. going to dress up in all these characters. But you don't care because it's like fun and, and it is very like childlike and lighthearted. Um, well, what which, I guess what works for it, what, what makes it so it doesn't cross the line, mm-hmm. uh, if there's a line to be crossed, uh, is the fact that the characters are only interacting with Ernest. Yes. They never interact with the other personalities. Yeah, it's a very internal monologue Yeah, feeling. you never see like a wide-angle shot of like Ernest dressed as a woman no. talking to like a child In or fact, talking to everything is people. very like close, way too close sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't imagine watching this in theaters because like literally you're seeing like just neck just and forehead. Bar- and teeth. <laughs> yeah, and eyeballs. You can see the fucking veins in his eyeball. Well, the version we were watching was like a Blu-ray rip. Oh, yeah. which I, I, the, the four gig <laughs> Blu-ray rip of the movie. <laughs> That's all that was available. I guess it was just released it recently. It was so funny but yeah. it was crystal damn clear yeah it looked pretty good but yeah. uh, really really close up I, I it made me uncomfortable at times uh-huh oh i'm sorry but you were saying like how this well, stacked up to the other earnest movies yeah be, be, well and and the the progression i went through was you know my first exposure to him was the old commercials 
Because th- this character started off like there was an ad agency that he and a, and a couple of partners had. Yeah, it was like uh, selling McDonald's or something. Th- they I saw, it was like cars, any anything. At one time, I was reading the Wikipedia. He was hawking like twenty five different products as this earnest character. And, and he it always, was always talked to like Vern off Vern, camera. Yeah, Vern was like that. He would look at the camera, and you were Vern, basically, uh, for all intents and purposes. And. Uh, the the format was always the same. It was him, and it was kind of this unwanted guest, very very pest like. Yeah, but they were funny, and I remember like renting like a VHS uh, uh, video of like all of the commercials back in the day uh-huh. you know, before he was he had the, the the show, and they were funny. And my family would watch them. My dad liked them. I can't imagine my dad watching any of these movies and chuckling. Like at some point, he turned from. Hey, this is you know uh, family entertainment. To uh, I'm going to do this strictly for kids, and obviously it was the Saturday morning show. Yeah. But then when his first movie came out, ever since then, he's he pairs himself up with a bunch of kids, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess Ernest goes to jail. Maybe was the only one where there there aren't children as some of the supporting. Ernest actors. goes to jail is the only one that doesn't have a whole lot of children, and it's also got like this weird like B plot that involves like. You know, like someone getting like lustful over Ernest. Yes. Like I do remember that happening too. That was about as close to adult as Ernest got. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably after that. That's why we got like Ernest scared stupid. He went back. And he went back. He was like, we need to get more for the kids. Yeah. Um, so watching it again. Um, and, and then they did the racist Africa one. No, I never saw that one. But Where just he, looking he goes, at the poster, his blackface. It goes. Yeah, it's called Ernest Goes to Africa, and this wasn't like '84. This is fucking 1998, like, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. it was. Clinton was in office when when that movie was released. Yeah, uh, so maybe not his best work. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of had the same thought that you were alluding to, which is uh, this is verging on. Michael Jackson territory, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So where it's like this guy just likes. To surround himself with a bunch he's of kids. Like, he's hanging out with a bunch of kids at night up in their clubhouse. Yeah, exactly. And it, it for me, it works. And, and as a child, I didn't second guess it. It worked because he is so childlike. And it's, it's he's so innocent. It's, he's it's, very innocent. And... He's like Elmo. He's like a Muppet. Yes. It's like he is dumber than the kids he's surrounding himself with. And so they, you as a child, like as a nine year old, me uh, yeah. watching this in theaters, related to the child characters. Uh-huh. And he was just this buffoon. That you get to laugh at, and, right. and you're explaining things to him. Uh-huh. Um, so I get it as kind of a teaching, you know, almost educational. Well, not really. This right. movie has nothing educational well, about it. No, Except the trolls is. hate milk, there, apparently. There, That's but, what I But learned. also, you know, unconditional love. Like, the the fact that, like, yes. I, I kind of liked that. I liked that message at the end that, like, you know, he's surrounded by a whole bunch of people where they're like, kill it, yep. kill it. Mm-hmm. And, like, then he realizes it's not, you know, sometimes you... You can kill something with kindness. Yeah, just gonna know? hug it out with the troll. I like that. I kind of like that message a Absolutely. lot. And yep. you know, you see movies nowadays where, and I feel like such an old man. I just, t- I totally said you see movies nowadays, but like where <laughs> it would just be like they just kill the monster and that's it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but they did well, that fucking... even in our in our time, like the Monster Squad and yeah. But uh, but I think what you're talking about is like a, like a Michael Bay movie. Like I, yes. I recently saw that Transformers Four movie. Oh god, it's really awful. But more so, it's it's upsetting because Optimus Prime literally has lines where. He's saying like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill I'm them. I'm gonna kill you. You were gonna. And it's like this and Optimus is Prime not. never. He never did that. No, he wasn't rageful. He was always <laughs> like tr- he was like Superman. He was trying to protect humans. Well, I mean, it was in the in the cartoons and even in like the first Transformers movie, it was Optimus Prime who was ever singing the praises of how good humans can be. Yes, we just have to be patient. They can be good. And, not- and then like the last two or three Transformers movies is all about like you're useless. Yeah, and, we're gone. And everything is solved with violence. And that's Michael Bay. Give me your face. <laughs> Like that, I think that was in Transformers 2 where he says, give he, me your face, and, and rips off. the head off of one of the Transformers that yeah. he's fighting. Yeah. 
what the fuck? It's not your dad's transformers. No, it's it's not. But you know what? On that same on that same token, I'm going to say like you take the the live action GI Joe movies, mm-hmm. and they still maintain like some of that spirit of what made the cartoon so fun. You know, I almost resent how many bad reviews the first film got oh, yeah. because it's really like an extended live action episode of the TV show. Never saw it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, if you, as long as you can approach it with that whole like, wow, you know, they're still honoring kind of the spirit of what of what G.I. Joe was when we were kids. Yeah. The second one I, I liked as well. And the thing is, they, they managed to in the second one kind of take that. Oh, we're making a, a, a live action version of the TV show. But then they also more skillfully weaved it into like an action movie that we're used to seeing nowadays. But going back to Ernest, uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it either. When I watched it, the original Ernest movies that he's hanging out with kids. Right. I didn't think anything of it because Ernest didn't seem like, you know, I guess they put him in a position where he was always kind of already there. Uh, it wasn't like he was seeking out these kids yeah. or, or seeking out. They were always people. friends. They, they were always friends because situation, because he was a janitor and mm-hmm. they were he was at their school. And so it was like, oh, hey, hey Ernest. And you know what? That taught like kids don't treat the janitor at your school like shit. Yeah. You know, because maybe he's, he's a lovable a good guy. buffoon. He's a lovable buffoon. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, janitors should have been offended because like we're not all <laughs> stupid, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't wear denim vests and baseball ex- caps. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, it, it was never like he was seeking them out. Uh, and he always... He never seemed like because he wasn't like paying bills. You never saw him paying bills or anything. Right. Like he never, he never read to me as an adult. He just read to me as like an older brother. He was like Big Bird, but without yeah, a costume. There you go, exactly. So that's Ernest the character. What about Jim Varney the actor, Joe? Are, I, I don't know anything about Jim. Varney I don't know yet. either. He passed away in two thousand five. If you're not aware, um, oh, I know you are. I'm talking about the audience, <laughs> listening audience. If you're not aware, he's no longer with us. He was the voice of um, Slinky, Dog Slinky Dog from the Toy Story oh movies. Oh my god, I love Slinky. I love the, the first, first time you seeing Sl- Slinky Dog in the first movie. Yeah, where he's like, "Hey, what's up, Woody? Want to play some checkers? <laughs> okay, I'll be red." And then like Woody's like, "No, no, no, I don't want to play. All right, All I right. guess I'll be black." Yeah. <laughs> and he starts going to the other side. Like just the way that they animated it, along with his voice performance, yeah. really good. Yeah. So endeared himself to a whole other generation of children uh, who sadly will never get to meet him. Yeah. But um, watching this, Joe, I, I did begin to wonder, wh- were he still alive? Would you be surprised? I feel bad to speak of the ill this way. or uh, Speak, uh, speak Ill, Ill of, of the, the dead. dead. Thank speak you. Speak dead of the ill. Uh, but um, would you be surprised if a news story came out that said, Oh, you know, 10 gigs worth of child pornography was found on Jim. You know what I mean? I think I would. You know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. I would. I guess I would be kind of surprised. Yeah, I would be a little I, surprised. I just think so too. I never really got that from him. I always no. like. I always kind of felt like Michael Jackson was kind of weird, and that's because of the uh, the atmosphere that was also created around him. Yes, of a lot of nature versus nurture going on there. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I I don't think I would have I, I wouldn't have had a second thought that uh, Jeffrey whatever the hell his name was who was the principal in Ferris Bueller and oh, they, ended, yeah. they ended up finding stuff on him mm-hmm. that didn't really surprise me because he always kind of seemed like a weird he seems dude. creepy yeah, he, yeah, seems, yeah, yeah, yeah. he seems like a creepy guy Jim Varney you know if you look at his body of work he didn't just do Ernest you know he did the Beverly Hillbillies he seemed to have like um, he's just a goofball he's, he seemed to have a goofball. God, I feel weird doing it because I usually don't give this too much credence but he he seemed to have like kind of a, a strong. Christian base. Interesting. Yes. You know no. what I'm saying? I, d- I don't. It's mean that blue be- collar yeah. connection. 
And so it, it's kind of, to me, that's kind of along the same line as, as someone saying like, hey man, I mean, didn't you ever, you, what do you feel like? Don't, don't you think like we're going to find some like child porn on Tom Hanks's computer or on Tim Allen's computer? No, I'm like, no but, but Tom Hanks doesn't exclusively do movies with children and cast himself in every scene with him. Right. And, and I, I agree with you. I, I don't think this about him. And I'm yeah. sorry, sorry, Jim Varney. No, 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 no. It's an interesting question that you bring up though. And, and I think it's more of a sign of the times that I'm looking at this from an adult from perspective. From a very jaded in, adult perspective. Exactly. In 2014. Where because we like, would never, we couldn't see something like this now. We can't see something like this now, Joel. I think that's what it is without could, having to question it. Because the movies that we see now that kind of have these same these same, same things, like movies that heavily steal from earnest plots, are things like The Pacifier, The Tooth Fairy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. these are the kind of movies that Jim Varney would be doing. <laughs> oh, The Rock, huge. But the Rock, but but uh, what I'm saying is, you take someone like The Rock, and yeah. and this the, this road was also paved by Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. But mm. oh, yeah, but it's the cup. kind of thing that you see now, and it's not just the juxtaposition of it being a, a muscular guy taking care of kids, but I do think that they play on the subconscious aspect of. Oh my God, he's huge and masculine. There's no way he would do anything with children. Oh, interesting. So I think that that seems safer to a wider range of an audience instead I, of like older and spindly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then all you school. see is the you see the old neighbor from the Family Guy. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what you think instead. But I kind of feel like there's a, a weird there's a weird sense of safety. I think that they're playing off of. Uh, that we don't quite realize that's going on at mm-hmm. work there, but I think that's what's going on with that. All right, so it's uh, decided. Jim Varney's safe. I think Jim You're Varney's safe. safe. I really yeah. do. I think that if we were going to learn anything about Jim Varney, we'd have already heard it. I think if he had some bad skeletons in his closet, we'd already know by this point. Yeah. Whether he's dead or alive, we would know something at this point. Like someone would come out and be like, yeah, that, I mean, if kids are coming out and saying like, Brian Singer touched me at a party. Right. I, I know. I think we'd have heard like, Jim Varney touched me while we were working on Beverly Hillbillies. You know, yeah. like something like that. And we haven't. I, I get the feeling like that this guy was a good dude. I think so too, and 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 really just like wanted to entertain children. And and honestly, the type of shtick and humor that he's doing doesn't really play to adult. I no. mean, it's not the it, type it of does. movie it's that a little three. It's a little three stooges. It's it's an adolescent yes, kind of humor, very much so. But a lot of physical comedy, yeah, a lot of pratfalls. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it, booger a, a lot lines. of yeah. You see, you see what's going to happen a mile away. Oh sure, but you still watch it and it still makes you chuckle because you're like, huh, huh, yeah. Did it make you chuckle, Joe, last it, night as you were watching it? It did alone in your. It did. There yeah. were there were there were plenty of parts that made me chuckle. Not <laughs> quite as much. When I, I took it alone. dark there. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, it it did make me chuckle, but this movie does not. Uh, stand up, in my opinion, doesn't stand up to the past of uh, Ernest movies. No, for several reasons. Um, What's your favorite? My favorite's probably God. It's Christmas? probably Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, I one's... like Ernest Saves Christmas a lot. That was the highest grossing one too. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and you know what? It's it's so weird because there's this weird. Um, can I say weird a couple more times? Sure. There's this there's this peak of production value. With the Ernest movies. With Ernest Goes to Camp, it's not that bad, but it's kind of filmed like it's a meatballs movie. Oh, it was his first one, right? Yeah, first it's his first one. Debut. But then you get to, like, Ernest Saves Christmas was, like, a, in, a, in another bracket, it almost felt like, from a production standpoint, it looked better, it flowed better. You had a, a lot of, like, a, a lot of memorable moments in the movie. It was kind of a tight script for an Ernest movie. It was a tight script. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was one of the better one of the better holiday movies, you know, one of the better family holiday movies. Agreed. Something that the whole family can watch. You know, I love... Christmas Vacation. In fact, that's my favorite of the vacation movies is the Christmas one. But you can't but show, you that, can't to show that to kids. They won't get like a lot of the humor. Yeah, the, well, but there's well, also there's language. Nudity there's nudity in it, isn't there? There's language in yeah. it. 
So you can't quite show that to kids. You can't show kids Die Hard, even though it's the greatest <laughs> Christmas movie ever made. Uh, you know, and maybe you don't want to sit back and watch the fucking Rankin Bass, no. you know, stop motion movies. Or fucking the aforementioned Polar Express. Polar Express with the children with the dead eyes. Dead eyes, like a doll's We're eyes. just going to dance around. Oh, uh, so but Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas was fun. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a little bit of the Santa Claus before the Santa Claus came I was came just out. thinking of that movie with uh, Arthur. Tim Allen. Oh, oh! I'm oh, thinking you're thinking of Arthur uh, Christmas. Arthur Christmas. No, no, not not the recent one. I'm thinking of uh, Dudley Moore. Oh, this. Oh, you're thinking Santa Claus with John Lithgow with the candy canes that make that's people fly. That's the one. Yeah. Oh my God, the with one Dudley that's Moore. the one that was produced by Alexander Sulkind, the same company that earlier that year or the year before did Superman. Oh no, really? Yes, sir. That's why like the title sequence is still the it same. It is exactly yeah, title they sequence. used all of the effects. They recycled <laughs> effects from Superman for oh, that movie. Oh, destroying my childhood. I'm not here, trying so. to destroy it. I'm no, just giving right. you I'm giving you and the listener that's a little right. bit of uh, information there. Behind trivia. the curtain. That's right. Interesting. Uh so so, so the, the movie did not stand up to me uh, with the other Ernest movies. I thought that the production value of it, it looked like an ABC family shot joint. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Which is surprising because like exact same people behind it, like uh-huh. same director. Actually, the, the guy who did all of the old Ernest commercials with him yeah. directed all of these Ernest movies. Yeah, they had a know, whole team going. You know what I think it was? Mm. I think that they, I think that it was the, the, like they probably shot this on like super video. Like they didn't shoot it on film. Because it doesn't look like it was shot on film. Yeah. It looked like it was shot on a video camera. Yeah, a lot of that is just like the lenses and the cinematography. Like, it's yeah. up to the cinematography. So maybe they just didn't have a good DP. Right, okay. Making the choices. Because it's obviously shot on film. Like, the resolution is there. But, yeah. But it is does it, look like... Everything it, looks like a set. It does look... It looks like a set. It, whereas the... Ernest Saves Christmas and even Ernest Goes to Jail has that cinema feel to it. Has that deeper deeper feel that film has. This one didn't have. And then even to a lesser degree, if you watch the trailer for Ernest Goes to Africa, like (laughs) even worse. It looks like, again, it looks like to me, it looks like someone shot it on a fucking hand cam. But tell me they at least went to Africa. I don't think so. You can't make a movie called Ernest Goes to Africa and they don't go to Africa. I don't think they really went to Africa. That's as big an offense as uh, that guilt trip movie where they just rode around Southern (laughs) California and and pretended it, it was Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guilt trip. Uh, so, so this one maybe, obviously. You think that'll get uh, nominated for an Eddie Award? The guilt trip. Yeah. I, I think it should. I think it should. I think it might. Yeah. We'll see. We'll be- see. Best use of a steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the meat sweats. <laughs> best best road movie that we've done. Um. So so this one I, I'm taking it didn't stack up with you as well. No, and it didn't. And it and it's all the things you're talking about. Um. Well, actually, the the thing that struck me. This was the first like supernatural Ernest movie. Like, well, okay, Christmas is Christmas kind Christmas of Santa Claus. Okay, but like when you're a kid, like the target audience believes, yeah, you know, the majority of them that Santa Claus is real. There are plenty of Santa movies. This is the first one where where we really get into like ghosts and goblins yeah. and trolls. It's and like shit. the Ernest version of Friday the Thirteenth. It kind of is. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's not scary. And I think they intentionally. I think what you're talking about with the way it's lit. Uh-huh. Uh, and it looks flat, looks like video. Yeah. I think that was an intentional move on the filmmaker's part to not make it too scary because, you know, what, what's what's the age of the audience that are going after? Like eight and nine-year-olds, right? Has to be. Has to be eight and nine. You're older, not going too much older than that. No. You're not going after your Monster Squad kind of audience because no, Monster Squad cool. Goonies, those movies, like, they played to, you know, they played to, like, I think I was seven years old, seven, eight years old when I first saw those. Mm-hmm. 
and they played to me, but they also played to adults, As, and they still stand up today. Yeah, I still I still love Monster Squad. Not a whole mm-hmm. lot of people talk about it, but I still love it, and obviously, you still love the Goonies. Of course, uh, this was definitely aimed at a younger audience. It's it's like fart jokes and booger humor. Boogers. I mean, Jesus, the the troll and just is ever like spewing snot out of its noses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's a couple of lines where they just refer to him as a booger lips. Bo- ex- exactly. Get ready to eat bumper sandwich, booger lips. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah, there's a cap to the age. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Oh, audience, listening audience, I wish you could have seen the face Joe just made. He did a fucking dead on Ernest Ernest P. Worley, right? Ernest P. Worrell. Worrell. There you go. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in order to play to that young an audience. You don't want to light it scary. You don't want to make it like a Jason movie. So I think they they just fucking blew HMIs onto yeah, these characters to yes. make them like they just here. I mean, this is your blown out your first introduction to a scary movie, and I think it could be kind of frightening for for a mm-hmm. nine year old. But when you're seeing it full lit, full screen, like he doesn't creep out from the side. Like you know they're. <laughs> just full on shots where he just walks onto the screen. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a couple of creep shots. There's a couple of them. A few. Uh, but I think he... one of the one of the more effective ones, oh, the honestly, girl in the bed. was the girl in the bed. Yeah, yes. I kind of liked the way that was done. I, it, you I... know, she re- she looks under the bed, especially after watching your next, <laughs> where like the the you know lamb mask comes out of nowhere. Uh, you know, she gets she's like, oh my teddy bear, and you you kind of know it's coming. Of course, you know. It's coming. Uh, and so she's she's cuddling and she rolls over. And she's got her eyes closed, and she opens it, and bam! You know the shot of the troll. Ah, you know that's not bleh. full screen. Uh, I love the fucking troll effects. By the way, I like. Do you the, really? I like all the, of them, or I, the main. troll? I liked the main troll costume because okay. the other the ones end, looked like they were kind of like. What else do we have in the scene shop? Well, dude, let's just throw it together. Can you? I don't know what the budget for this thing was, but like at the end, we're treated to like a troll melee. Like yeah. there are dozens of... orgy of trolls. <laughs> really is Jeff? Can you get that? Do you know what the budget was on on Ernest Scared Stupid? But just like a lot. I mean, how many? How much do you imagine each one of those costumes cost? Uh, the first several I, thousand I think dollars. The, no, I think the original one, like the the. the First troll, the main troll. I think he probably cost several thousand dollars. Yeah, I think the other ones probably they are, like are variations. It. it looks like they almost borrowed pieces because you never see too many up, you know, at the same time. It's a good point. So they probably like just had like a couple of different masks and then like a couple of different accessories and then dressed like two or three costumes. Yeah, they only had like maybe two or three costumes and then just dressed those differently. Yeah, for each time they kill the troll. You might be right, but they're all individual unique heads. Those masks. Just have the box office. Oh, just, just the box, box office. How much money did this movie make, by the way? Since you pulled up box uh, office, just a little over fourteen million. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. Well, it, it definitely it, cost more. It had to have cost more than oh, fourteen of course, million yeah, to make. Yeah, I think. And I think this was the last one that had a, a sizable budget because from then on out, it was. I think this was the last one that saw a theatrical release. Ernest goes to Missouri. I don't think Ernest in the Army now or Ernest Ernest goes to Africa. I don't think either one of those. Or Ernest rides again. I don't think any of those saw a major theatrical release. I don't think you're right. Yeah, I I think you're right. This is the the death knell. What did you think about the the kids? What did you think about the actors? Oh, I mean, you know, as far as 80s movies, or I guess 90s movies go, this is early 90s movies goes, uh, child actors, they're fine. Yeah. We have like, what, four or five main ones, right? There's the two... There's Joey, Kenny, and the girl. And I the can't gr- Elizabeth, the I think Elizabeth. was her name. Um, and then you've and got like the two, three bullies. They're the bullies, yeah. So we only have five total. And of course, the bullies are bullies. It's easy to play, right? Uh-huh. Um, the main kid... Who who looks like one of Tim Allen's uh, tool time kids? Yeah, he's like a little Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, he's okay. He's serviceable. They're fine. I, I, it's hard to criticize children in a movie like this that's for children. Okay, well then, then let's talk about the it's people not that played like Haley the sheriff, the guy who played like the mayor. 
Um, yeah, they're all the, just characters. The, the two old guys that ran like the the hardware store aren't they? They've appeared in other Ernest movies. They yeah? are in every Ernest movie. They yeah. were in the TV show. They were the, the old guy who doesn't say who anything, doesn't say anything has one of the most unique faces. Like he, it's like his bottom lip. You get the idea. You get the feeling like he just like pull it over the top of his head. He's got these big <laughs> bug eyes. Yes, and uh, they're all you know just worried about like profit and making money, and and they're scamming Ernest at the beginning, and at the end when the troll melee is happening, they're just like. This is our ticket to fame and fortune. We're going to snap photos and sell it, and that falls through. Unnecessary, really, those characters. But again, because they're in every Ernest movie, it's uh, it's, it's de rigueur that we see They're kind of like the Sattler and Waldorf of of Ernest films. Yeah, just just on the periphery. Uh, Eartha Kitt. Oh, love Eartha Kitt in this. Yes. Because she's playing like this old hunchback witch, and she really gets to ham it up, and that's where she's doing her best. Oh, my God, she's so good. Yeah, no, she's so good at hamming it up. Um, one thing that I was just disappointed in, though, it just felt like nobody else in the cast was playing back with her. Like, no one yeah. interacted with her. Nobody really... Sa- like, there's the last part where there's the battle going on. It's the only time she's in another scene with... With somebody else. That isn't a kid or Ernest. Yeah. yeah. And she's talking to them, and it's like they're not even acknowledging that she's saying anything. Yeah, they're not. You're right. You bring up a good point. The adults are almost like in a different... They're not yeah. in that same world. Uh-huh. That, uh, they make it almost a little too real. Uh-huh. Especially in a movie about child kidnapping, which child basically kidnapping. is what happens. Yes. Like these parents' kids are disappearing, and they're just like, Ernest, this is your fault somehow. Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Oh, he's in the back of your your garbage truck getting smushed. (laughs) I know. Like, (laughs) shit just got real. It it really did. Ernest is getting fired. They're firing Ernest, and they're threatening him his livelihood. It's like, uh, where's where's the bring out the laughs? Where's the funny? Right, right. Um, Okay, so. (sighs) This is where where I guess my big problem with the movie comes in, Mm -hmm. and my biggest criticism isn't with the child actors, it's with the adult extras, the adult minor characters. Mm-hmm. They uh, they don't react to anything. Like, this, the, the sheriff and his wife, they watch their child get turned into a wooden doll, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, you know, there's this battle between Ernest and the, and the troll, mm-hmm. and at the end, when Ernest wins, they come around Ernest, and they're like, yay, and they're, they're cheering. Uh, your child is still a piece of wood. Like, you're not... <laughs> You're not reacting to that as as you sh- your first thing. I would imagine your first reaction is to go to that doll. Oh my god! And be like, oh Kenny, what they killed Kenny, you bastard, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, but and they know, didn't. Nobody reacts to anything like an adult. But but this, like you said, it seemed like they're sure. in a, di- a different movie. You know, and I'm almost fine with that because this film is told from the point of view of children or or people with childlike minds, like Ernest. Um, and when you're a kid, adults are there, but they're not in your world. Like other kids are part of your world. I, I okay, I'll agree up until the third act, uh, when when the okay. trolls finally show up and these people are being handcuffed to cars and having bullets shot at them. Oh my god, yeah, that was a little, I kinda, was a little intense. I feel like at that point, now <laughs> shit got real. Like now you are engaged in what's going on in this world. I had to rewind that and figure out what was happening. So I guess oh, one he, of the he trolls ate bullets ate a gun or he ate the bullet. He ate bullets and then the other one was hitting him in the back of the head and firing off the shells at the handicap. <laughs> handi- Handcuffed, handicapped, <laughs> handicapped sheriff, handcuffed sheriff. Yeah, and he's like moving he was his handicapped. Around the you know, he had an arm taken away. So. Technically true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was like, oh wow, it, we're it, bringing gunplay into this. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's something again. Interesting you choice. Will, you will not see that today. No, not, not at a, all. Not in, a, not in a kids movie. No. Uh, and and then like kids running around like the weird like dramatic shot of Kenny with his like water gun, but like the way it was shot. 
where it's like this close up and dark, and he's got this gun and like pointed at. I'm like wow, yeah. like I don't think we would see images like that either, <laughs> where like a kid's got a, a gun, even if it's a, a water gun with simpler milk time, in. simpler time. It yeah. really was. No, yeah. it is. It's a sign of the times before people freak the fuck out about stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, see, and and then you're mixing like scenes like that along with. Um, there's a point where Ernest gets stuck in like a a, a giant. Uh, not a tin can, but it's a, a, an uh, oil drum. Yeah, it's an oil drum, but it's <laughs> yes. like a tin can. And uh-huh. Eartha Kid is trying to help and him out. She's of it. got a giant can opener. It's like a huge novelty-sized <laughs> can opener. And she's like, I'm I'm working on it, Ernest. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, it is funny when that shot when they finally established that, and she had that. I know my first reaction would be like, "Get the fuck out of here! This is so dumb." But I laughed. I, I laughed at because laugh. they had the balls to do something like that. And when you like when you've worked behind the scenes, as I know you have, you know how much trouble it goes in. So it's easy. It's one thing to write that shit in a script. <laughs> Somebody had to hunt that down. And it's like, yeah, we, yeah and there was a whole production uh, coordinator who had to make sure it was the right size we novelty. Gotta, we we got to build the giant novelty can opener mm-hmm. today. What kind of wood grain you want on this? Uh, <laughs> should it be moonshade? I don't know, brown. Yeah. All right. All right. Just, just make it brown. I'll tell the production company. Uh, so, okay. So the um, the story in the end, we find out that one of the weaknesses of the trolls is milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, like he mis he he misunderstands and thinks it's miak. Yeah. Uh, even though everybody and their mother knows that it's milk, and so like you find out that the troll's weakness is milk, and the kids, the main kid Kenny, because mm-hmm. al- almost all the other kids have been like frozen in a wood, he finds out. Oh, it's milk. Let's get some milk. Let's go fight these things. And so the kids bring the battle. They help the adults out, and they start taking out all the trolls. Uh, but. Eventually, like, the main troll gets, like, all this power. He's like, demons, I call upon you to give me the power. Yeah. And he starts, you know, kind of whooping some ass again. Uh, and it's down to just him and Ernest. And we find out that, like, the only thing that can kill this final demon is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I like that. I like where, like, Ernest is about to, like, throw milk at him. And instead he throws it down. He's like, come here, buddy. Yeah, just gives he him gives a big hug and starts dancing with him, kisses him <laughs> on his face. And, like, the snot. The buggers, oh. yeah. That was one thing, like, that I just started cringing because that thing seemed to start, like, snotting more and more every yeah. time you saw it. Um, there's this really weird thing that they do with Ernest's dog, Rimshot. <gasps> this was the most traumatizing part for me. Where, we haven't uh, even talked about Rimshot. I can't believe it. Yeah, we, we haven't talked about Rimshot. Cute little Jack Russell Terrier, right? That, that tries to kill Ernest at the beginning of the movie. What? When oh. Ernest falls into the trunk. It's all in good fun. <laughs> and he, he <laughs> He's hits, just joshing. He hits the compressor so Ernest gets fucking smushed in I the didn't see that truck. as intentional. I didn't see that as him trying to murder fucking Ernest. I, I don't know. We can't prove. Jeff thinks so, too. <laughs> we can't prove otherwise. All right, well, he's just fucking with him because he ends up saving him in the end. He does end up, well, he kind of ends, well, he saves, Ernest saves him in the end. No, no, but I'm saying the dog stops the uh, trash compactor. No. No? He doesn't. The boy does. Oh, the Kenny boy does, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, wow. Kenny opens the trash compactor. So maybe Rimshot was. Uh, <laughs> he was trying to kill Ernest. Attempting to murder him. So uh, wh- there's a point in this movie where like the troll starts like chasing Ernest down or whatever. They're in, he's in the truck mm-hmm. and Ernest gets out of the truck as the troll's getting in Ernest gets climbs up out of the passenger window climbs up on top of the truck the troll's still chasing him they're fighting each other yeah. they get into the back and then we cut to the cab of the truck and the dog is driving Rimshot's got a little pause <laughs> up on the steering wheel and just like <laughs> back and forth LOL <laughs> anytime how can you not laugh at that dogs doing human th- anytime we anthropomorphize a dog like I'm all about it yeah like you know dogs uh, paying bills and it was adorable. It yep. was really adorable. And like the, the car's going like two miles an hour. Yep. And like they've got this weird fight going on in the back of the truck. And you know, Ernest ends up getting he's able to kick the uh 
kick the the troll off the back, mm-hmm. but then like the rope gets stuck and the yeah. troll's starting to pull the truck back, and so he just tells the dog put the car in reverse, <laughs> yep. and they and reverse they reverse over the troll, which was a little uh, it was a little gruesome. I didn't know they were gonna just straight they up show it. it. Yeah, they yeah, totally yeah. show it just to, to fucking takes him down with the knees, and that's where he's at. He's like, better buckle up, booger lips, about to eat some bu- some bumper sandwich. Wow, good good memory. That's I, I think that's was, exactly what the line is. Something along that that line. <laughs> so they back over him and then they drive off. It, it was. It was a fun little sequence. Yeah. But then that's what, uh, actually, that's, and then as they're driving off, they're looking to see if they could find the troll. And out of nowhere, the troll just <laughs> lands on top of the truck again. Of course. And puts, that's how he puts Ernest in the oil drum and then just, you know, knocks him out of there. Yeah. Uh, and poor Rimshot. <laughs> poor Rimshot. Rimshot is so funny. And then they turn him into wood. Yeah. I and, know. Uh, and Ernest has to save him. Uh, okay. Before we move on, mm-hmm. I do want to mention at the very end, uh, Eartha Kit has these other wooden dolls. Yeah. And she she kind of puts them with the rest of the wooden dolls that the troll has collected. And at the end when the troll is defeated, mm-hmm. all of those wooden dolls, those children, become children again. Yes. But and, they're all and, wearing... And four of them... Early 1900s. ...show up, and though. they're wearing early 1900s. Yeah, early... Ni- like, colonial times it's, clothing. It's a callback to the scene from the beginning. From the very beginning. And the thing is, they come walking over... And they go, sister, I can't remember what they say her yeah, name is, either. sister so-and-so, is that you? Yes, it's me. Oh, it's so good to see you, my sister. And she's, but you look so old. <laughs> How old is Eartha Kitt supposed to be? Yeah, because that's like 100 years that, ago, right? More than 100 years ago. Was it? I think. I All think right. it was more than 100 years. She doesn't look like she's 100. And even if she was 100, how could she even remember what was going on? Because now we're talking like that she was born at that point. And like has aged, you know, since then. But she's given off like she's experienced it. She's lived through it. Yeah. So she's, she remembers. She's got to be like 150, 160 years old at this point. Yeah. She's got magical powers somehow. Okay. She's some sort of witch. Why was this not explained? This, this was it explained? I Joe, don't. Joe, is it was this explained. the nit that you're picking it's with this movie? The, you know what? It kind of is. It's yeah. kind of the nit that I'm picking. It was a little unnecessary, right? You could have uh-huh. taken that whole thing away. She didn't need to be, or they could have. They could have written it in the story. Maybe she was one of the children that yes. was around at that time, but we didn't need to bring the old children back. We uh-huh. didn't need that whole story about Yeah. Because I never for once thought that, like, oh, what happened to those kids that they referenced at the beginning? Right. When, when are we going to see them again? Like, that was totally out of my mind uh-huh. after that first and there scene was, was And over. there was nothing about her being that old that really lent itself to yeah. giving Ernest any more information. Yeah. They could have, she could have just been well-read about the lore, that, like, the story was passed down by her family. Yeah, maybe it was her mom that was, uh, yeah. yeah. And it, and instead they made it that she was from that time yeah. and and that that just kind of gave me a big like puppy tilted head like oh, yeah I wonder I wonder why they played it like this and then it takes your mind to like oh shit these kids have been they got some catching up to do this is like fucking Captain, <laughs> like Captain America, America. <laughs> <laughs> you're a man out of time <laughs> uh, so I mean if if you had anything I guess if you had your nitpick moment what would it be for this um it was. It, it was almost a little too scary. Yeah. Here, well, here's the thing. Again, I mean, you just said that it was like blown out to make it sure that it wasn't too scary for I, kids. I think it was a nice, it was a nice trainer wheels type of movie for kids to get introduced to like horror movies, and that's fine. Um, but still, just the juxtaposition of like this wacky humor and booger jokes and physical comedy, and then some really scary looking stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I I feel like I and again I didn't see this at theaters uh, when I was at that young tender age, uh-huh. um, but I feel like I might have been traumatized a little bit by it. 
That's a little too much. I don't know. When all of his other movies have just been like, you know, hijinks and, hey, we're going to camp and we're going, oh, maybe not so much jail. <laughs> we're going to save Christmas. We're going to jail. Maybe the jail uh, was the dark turn. Right. Well, I mean, you we know. We need to see Ernest and Shawshank. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't to that degree. Anybody get to you yet, Ernest? Oh, my God. I could, I could be a friend. Oh, my you. God. No. <laughs> this didn't happen. This didn't happen. Um, uh, anything else that you want to talk about with this movie? Is there anything else? I think you... we've covered it all. Yeah. It's it's a lighthearted romp. Um, here, here's a question I have for you. Can, can you show this to kids today? Like, are they going to be entertained oh, yeah. by this? You think yeah, so? I think you can. I, almost... I think you can. I think this is actually kind of tame compared to what like no, oh, what some absolutely... kids watch. But then there's also stuff that like this might there might be some stuff that's a little too intense for kids now. But you know, I kind of feel like I feel like we're raising a, a generation of kids that are a little more hip than we were. I, absolutely, but, but that's why I question: Will it hold up today? Because I think it's. I think they might think it's lame. I think the jokes and the physical humor. I think I, I think, think kids yeah. these days are maybe a little more sophisticated and and okay. require something that, a little more. In that respect, I thought you meant like, is this the kind of movie? Is it too intense? Is it too scary? No, no, you know, for kids, um, scary is fine. It's just the humor just, isn't. We've, I, we've no, moved past that, right? No, I think yeah, I think we've moved past it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we've moved past it. I think there is a place for slapsticky stuff like this, for goofy stuff. I I, I feel like we don't have a whole lot of like innocent, fun humor like this, good-natured mm-hmm. kind of films like this yeah. that don't involve people screaming. Nope, you know, I right. am excited about something, though. You know what? I guess i got to compare it to this. When Jeff and I went and saw our last afternoon delight film... Um, uh, Box there, Trolls. There was, uh, yeah, yeah, which hasn't come up yet. Oh, my bad. Well, I mean, what yeah, movie? Well, no, it is up this week. Um, so when we went and saw that, uh, there's... <laughs> yes, Jeff, we're doing the math. <laughs> doing the math Looking that. into the future, <laughs> Box Trolls will have been the afternoon delight. <laughs> uh, so when we went and saw that, there was a uh, a trailer for the new SpongeBob movie. No, oh, there's a new. I didn't know there was an old SpongeBob movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was the SpongeBob SquarePants movie so where like old. it was just the cartoon and it like interacted with some live action stuff. Uh-oh, what well, is now this? they kind of do a thing where like uh, Antonio Banderas plays this pirate that steals a treasure map from uh, from SpongeBob. This is cartoon so, still though, right? They start off as cartoons, and then they go into like they go through this portal, and they become like all CG, like uh, kind of realistic looking. Yeah. They become CG characters, of course. Uh, and it looks fucking hilarious. Like, Does it? Oh my god, yeah, it, it looks so funny, and it kind of looks something along these lines where it, there are some idiot characters, but they're kind of doing fantastical things. Um, and the thing that I do like about SpongeBob is it isn't always just like I'm screaming to entertain you. Um, and that's kind of the problem I have with children's entertainment nowadays is there's like screaming. It's ah, screaming or it's <laughs> it's boring as fuck shit like Dora the Explorer. Oh, my God. Put yeah. a bullet in my head. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so I kind of I feel like there is a place for this kind of stuff. And I think that it is being filled with stuff like like SpongeBob. Uh, okay. And and uh, Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb. I, I love Phineas and Ferb. Those are fantastic, uh, fantastic projects. You know a show is good when like you can watch it along with like a nine year old and just be as entertained. Oh yeah. And that's why I feel about, I love SpongeBob too. Uh huh. Um, Although it's more stoner. <laughs> SpongeBob is totally <laughs> it's stoner. Totally stoner humor. humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So what did this movie do right? Um, I, I got to hand it to Ernest uh, uh-huh. or, or Jim Varney, the late Jim Varney, R.I.P. Um, because he really does a good job of, of uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, this could have been creepy, like uh-huh. him just hanging out with a bunch of kids. He is, and his face is so just like plasticized and, and he's over the top. But then I love when he gets like super confident 
uh-huh. and and you know gets in like army mode and his voice changes and he doesn't have the accent anymore. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. you know, one man against the rest of the world. One you know. man against an army of oppressed. Yeah, exactly. Like he was able to he's able to change his, and that's why I think that he does it better than Robin Williams did yeah. in stuff like Father's Day. He's really he really puts himself into it. He sells it, and it works for like the cartoon way that it's shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, lots of like Dutch angles and and wide angle lenses. I, and... One of my notes is that the 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 cameraman on this movie must have had wooden shoes because there are so <laughs> many Dutch angles in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I I, I got to give it props to him to to take all of these elements and still kind of make it you know fun to watch. Uh huh. That's good. That's good. So go Jim Varney. <laughs> what do you think the movie did wrong? Uh, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because it's. Uh, I'll tell you, the most telling moment was uh, I'm, I'm watching this late last night. <clears throat> uh, I had a little, a little booze in my hand. It's around 11:30, and uh, the roomie, the temporary roomie I got staying with me, walks in. Also, I have him in my hand. Yeah, yeah, he's in my other hand. <laughs> and um, walks in and and immediately looks at the TV and he's like, "Oh, for the podcast, right?" Like, didn't even for a second think that I could be watching this for my own entertainment or edification. Like, it was so like, oh, there's only one reason you could possibly be watching an earnest movie as a 36-year-old. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, I almost feel like this is a time stamp movie. Like, there's only one time and one place where earnest this character can exist. And it was in the late 80s, early 90s. And yeah. we may have moved past it. So, does, not, not a lot of longevity. Okay. Out of the earnest character. What I think that the movie did right, uh, I I, lo- I love the story. I think it's a very it's a fun simple yeah. s- it's a fun simple story. It's simple. Yeah. Uh, it didn't it doesn't promise to be anything more. Uh, it doesn't try to represent itself as anything more. Uh, it, it's it, it's it doesn't try to overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does leave some questions <laughs> like Eartha Kid, like okay, why? <laughs> how old is she? And why hasn't anybody been like, huh? That chick's been here for like a hundred years. And why milk? Yeah. Like, never really given an, because a satisfactory explanation. Because it was probably sponsored by the fucking American dairy farmers or some I, shit. You know, I did have that thought, too. It's like, oh, you know, does a body good and kills yeah. trolls. Oh, so yeah. Get you some milk mustaches, kids. Uh, yeah, and, and love everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, nice message at the end. Exactly. All right. Uh, no, I, 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 I thought that, you know, we got, uh, we got our, our usual earnest stuff. But the problem was, and what I think that the movie did wrong, is that we did get our usual earnest stuff, but it felt like... It was a little bit more paint by numbers. It was like, okay, this is the part where we put Ernest doing this. This is we need to make sure we have Ernest doing this. We need to make sure Ernest goes. Yeah. So let's throw that in somewhere. Uh, Let's make sure. uh, Let's make sure that we've got Ernest talking to. So it didn't quite fit the story. It didn't serve the story as much as like with Christmas or with jail. But it's still, you know, they were there, but they just weren't. It wasn't. It wasn't organic, if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. You just remind me of that one shot where it's it's the Benny Hill shot that I feel like is in all the TV shows and the Ernest movies, too, where uh-huh. it's like he's running around double time being chased by oh, a couple yeah. of trolls, and they go through the tree, and then he's chasing them, and then he uh-huh. realizes it and scared. And, uh-huh. I've seen that over and over again. Exactly. But yeah. It yeah. Didn't, didn't need to be there, but uh-huh. it's an Ernest trope. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why I felt like it did wrong. Okay. So if we were going to remake Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> uh, how would we do this? Um... It, it's it's gotta have that same kind of lighthearted feel. It's gotta it's gotta have uh, a actor, uh, actors actors of a certain caliber uh-huh. uh, that can that can live in that world. And so I'm I'm recasting with some some contemporaries. Okay, go ahead and do yours first. Yeah, you want me to do mine first? Uh huh. Because I've only recast like two people. Yeah, I was only gonna do three. I ended up doing the police chief and the mayor. Uh huh. Just because they're the only other male. I'm not doing any of the kids. Kids. You yeah. Know, you I could... I only did two. 
I did Ernest, and I did the Eartha Kit. And the Eartha Kit. All right. Uh, well, then I, I did Chris Cooper as the police chief, and John Goodman as the mayor. Just because if you have to fill <laughs> it out, perfect. They've both done comedy before. I love Chris Cooper in that first Muppets movie uh-huh. that came out a few years ago. Yes, <laughs> Evil Laugh, Maniacal Laugh, Evil Laugh, Maniacal Laugh. Um, and then John Goodman's done some stuff for kids, and, and uh-huh. you know. Anyway, um, uh, as far as Eartha Kitt, I went. Um, I went Tina Turner. She has she's that's done some bad. acting before. That's not she bad. She looks and sounds a little bit like uh, Tina Turner, and I, I she's kind of scary in her own right uh-huh. uh, now. Is uh, she's seventy four years old? Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe a little old for this movie. Damn. But uh, I had I had no idea. Yeah, get her out of the uh, r- roll her out of bed and get her in this movie. She uh-huh. can play an old witch. Okay. Uh, you want my Ernest? Yes. Uh, it's tough, man, because the whole universe hinges on this guy. Um, and who is our modern day Jim Varney? Who is our modern day Ernest? Uh, for me, it's none other than Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. He's got kind of that rubbery face. He can do the the humor. He appeals to kids and some adults. Yeah. Um, I, so if anybody were to take over the Ernest character, who else could have done it but Jim Carrey? Gotcha. Tell gotcha. no. To tell, um, this is a question. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. Uh, who would who would direct this this joint? Uh, well, if you're going to have Jim Carrey doing a comedic role, uh, why not get the Farrelly brothers to direct it? They they know slapstick. They did the uh, the uh, Three Stooges movie recently uh-huh. as well. Yeah, so that's they, right. They can live in that world. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, oh, you, oh, oh, sorry. My, and my last casting is uh, the troll. Uh, I'm going to get Danny DeVito to play the troll because <laughs> you really don't need a lot of makeup. Can he just like have a cigar hanging out of his mouth? Yeah, and stuff? Hey, kid, <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> uh, all right, so you and I have the exact same Ernest. I went with Jim Carrey. Did as you well. really? Yeah. Oh, that's why you were well, playing. Well, because it close I feel to like I, I was trying to I was trying to think of like who else kind of has that physicality. Yeah, you know, like you said, rubber rubber face, but also the physicality. And a lot of what we saw in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, yes. kind of harkens back to what you've seen in Ernest. Like I'm immediately taken back to when he. He's in the emptied out pool where the where the dolphin was, <laughs> yeah. and he starts like doing all the different character voices and stuff. That's straight from an Ernest movie, F- classic Ernest. Yes, yeah, classic Ernest. <laughs> so yeah, no, I totally went with Jim Carrey. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, no, no, don't be sorry. That's I mean, we didn't talk about it beforehand. No, actually, it's yeah, just yeah. how it worked. Uh, or did we for my Eartha Kitt character? Because I feel like she needs the work. Uh, because the last time we saw her was in Sharknado 2. I went with Vivica A. Fox. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic, because she kind of looks like a witch Kind of looks like a witch now. Oh, my God. Aww. When we were watching Sharknado 2, the whole time, like every time Vivica Fox did some kind of line where she would flirt with Ian Zaring, yeah, I, I like, would turn everybody be like, as Ian Zaring, I'd be like, who's this guy that keeps <laughs> talking to me? Why does is, why is John Amos keep fucking flirting with me? Uh, John Amos used to be the father on Good Times. Yeah. Uh, all right. And so the uh, the director for this movie, Tim Burton. Yep, yep. I, that was my my runner up. Simply because we saw Tim Burton with his directing of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I, I and immediately because thought of the of Ernest Pee Wee parallel, yep. I thought you know Tim Burton would probably work with a story like this, They're especially both... with it being a Halloween themed show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. both man children. Good call. Uh, good call. Thank you very much. A good call to you as well. Oh, thank you. Uh, so what would you do with Ernest Scared Stupid? How would you recast it? What did you think of our thoughts? Uh, what do you want us to watch next now that Halloween's come and gone by the point by the time you've listened to this? Um, I can tell you what we're watching next. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. What, what are we watching next? Uh, well, I had it narrowed down to two, but uh-huh. the other one we'll save for, for a later date. I feel like we've been doing a lot of action-oriented stuff, and, uh-huh. and so one of, my, one of my top two are action-oriented. Uh, wait, uh, wait, we watched Splice. Uh, okay. That was not, the least action oriented movie. Maybe not that one. Movie. But we've we've had some we've had some intense movies here. Okay. And, and I I want to have something a little more uh, where the stakes aren't so high. Where the stakes are just love. 
Just two people trying to find each other. Lay it on me. Uh, in uh, Forces of Nature, starring Sandra oh, Bullock God. and, and ben, ben Affleck, Affleck which oh. you can find on Netflix. Oh, so, God. Listener, go out and do yourselves a... I was going to say do yourselves a favor, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But uh, you'll be prepared for the next episode of The Editing Bay after you've watched Forces of Nature. Oh, God. Yeah. I've never seen this, but I've heard no, really? no good things oh, about I'm it. I'm feeling really good about this choice. Then, All Joe. right. <laughs> so uh, if you've got any questions, you want something you want, uh, got something that you want us to answer about Forces of Nature, because by the time... Uh, you hear from us again, we'll have watched it. Uh, go ahead and find us on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com. In the search bar, look for the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And that's where you can give us feedback. Uh, we've got our Eddie Award nominations and stuff going on there. Yeah. So far, you've heard you know, the categories that we have, uh, that we've posted so far, is uh, we're looking for the movie that was the biggest surprise. Yes. That means, you know, movie you went into and ended up, you know, you or we ended up liking it more than we thought we were going to, mm-hmm. or and biggest disappointment. Uh, the best movie that we went into and ended up not liking, and we thought we kind of might. Or flat out hating. Flat out hating. In some cases. Um, like Splice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. I like the Splice in you. Uh <laughs> It's a Sprite commercial. Got it. Uh, all right. So now we've got uh, two new categories that we're going to add today. That's right. We're going to do it every week from now until the 80 Awards uh, in a few months. And uh, what do we decide to, to our categories? So we are we're narrowing very, down a performance. We're going to do tr- traditional. And this is what they do in the Oscars. You know when you watch the Oscar broadcast, it's like fucking three hours long. Mm-hmm. And to, to get you right into it, or maybe it's the Golden Globes who does this. I think it's Golden Globes who does this. They don't want you to leave. They're like, hey, we're going to have some big awards. So you got some goofy stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that, you know, the, the best director and best DP and like you know, the best sound, all that shit they say for hour two. But the, the very first two they give out are best actor. or It was like best supporting actor and best supporting actress, right? So we don't have those categories. We have worst actor and worst actress yes. in a movie that we reviewed throughout uh, our 2013-2014 season. This so, should be fun. We'll have some nominees up there. You guys can decide, or you can... Uh, I, did I just say use guys? You did say use guys. Use guys can decide who's the worst one. <laughs> uh, or or nominate your own. Nominate your own. Yeah, and again, that's going to be on our Facebook page. Also, I think Joel's working on getting on the website They as will well. be on the website. They weren't on the website by the time last week's episode came up, but they should be up there by now. Uh, so uh, put in your two cents votes. Uh, that website, by the way, in case you have trouble finding it, because if you just Google Editing Bay, it may not come up. You might get some other podcast. But or porn. <laughs> really? On the I Editing Bay? I hope bay? not. I hope not. All right. Uh, well, Unless somebody wants to write like slash fic of Joel and I. <laughs> and Jeff. Throw some Jeff in there. That's fine, too. <laughs> but you're going to have got some erotic fiction you want to write about the Editing Bay, go ahead and send that to us. <laughs> yes. But don't go to theeditingbay.com. <laughs> don't go to editbay.com. Go directly to editingbay.com. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Um, and there you can, again, find our Eddie Awards. You can see some of uh, pics from our live show. And we still have T-shirts for sale. You want to show your support of this here podcast. Yes. And if you want to show even more support of the podcast, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, whenever you download us or whatever, you know, just go over to that page and, and leave us a review. Uh, click a few stars. Five is preferable. Uh, and <laughs> and I was, well, I was on a podcast with Jeff the other day. He's like, if you want to give us a couple of stars, I'm like, a couple of stars That's is bad. two. That's just two. <laughs> you want five. Uh, and, and then write us a review. And even better, even the cherry on top of that, recommend us to a friend. You know, link us to somebody on Facebook. We're trying to grow this show, man, and we could use your help. Uh, all right. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. We will catch you next week with Ben Affleck. And, and Sandra Bullock dancing for chicken in Forces of Nature. This has been the Editing Bay. We'll catch you next time. Happy Halloween! You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.